This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Hey guys, welcome to The Collective. So for today's episode, um, well, first and foremost, you're probably wondering why there hasn't been an episode in a hot minute. Um, basically because I've just been extremely, extremely burnt out. I just did not want to post any episodes. Like, I just was so exhausted. Um, I reached a major burnout, and I just basically had to take some time to just regroup and refresh and get myself back on track. So today's episode is going to talk a little bit about that. It's going to talk a little bit about how I try and beat burnout and what I do to try and combat it and hopefully bring myself back even stronger. When I get burnt out, the main reason is because I am not taking care of myself and I am not making myself a priority. I become extremely overworked. I put other people before myself. There's a whole list of things, but the main thing is that I just did not make myself a priority. And so I just get extremely burnt out and I just get so tired and I just get kind of get in a rut, if you will. So let's talk about it and what I do to try and overcome it. First and foremost, I think you need to identify your signs of burnout. So for me, I have three really, really big signs that I'm reaching a tipping point. I don't really know what to call it, but the first thing is physical exhaustion. So what I mean is, I mean, I'm a type of person that I love to work out every day. It's something I love to do. And when I start to feel like my workouts are becoming a huge, huge task, like I'm not saying like I just don't really feel like it that day and I'm like, well, push through and do it. I'm saying like I resent working out. Like I do not want to do it at all. It seems like it is a huge task for me to do. That's when I know my body's becoming physically exhausted. Um, Also, if I feel like I want to sleep the entire day, I know that I'm reaching a point of burnout. When I was studying for the MCAT, I would drink like six to seven cups of coffee every day, no exaggeration, because I was just so physically exhausted and I needed that caffeine to get me going. And that was a sign to me that I am so my body can't handle it. Like I need to prioritize myself a little bit more because that is not okay. Another sign for me, mental exhaustion. Um, when I start to not be able to focus clearly on school or work and my brain completely shuts off, I know that I'm reaching a certain point that I need to dial it back. Um, When I become mentally exhausted, one of the really, really rough things about it is that my anxiety skyrockets. Um, When I am just so tired and I cannot actively fight my own negative thoughts, it will start to spiral me and I do not handle stress very well and I cannot typically look at a problem and critically think about how to find a solution. I will just spiral into that negativity and I will spiral into that stress. And so that's a really big thing for me to acknowledge and be like, okay, now I need to do something to pull myself out of this because if I don't, I'm just mentally going to drain myself even more. My third biggest telltale sign 
um, that I'm reaching a point of burnout is emotional exhaustion. So if I find that I literally stop responding to people and I have no desire to interact with anyone, I know that I'm reaching a certain point of being drained. Um, if someone were to text me, I typically respond right away. If I see it on my phone, I will respond right away. I love talking to my friends. I love talking to my family. I will text people random stuff that I do throughout the day. You can ask any of my friends. I'm kind of annoying. I'll send 15 text messages. And if I realize that I'm not doing that anymore or I do not care to talk to people or the thought of sending a text message to someone or the thought of calling someone or the thought of interacting with someone or something becomes so, like, it gives me so much anxiety. That's when I know that I'm emotionally exhausted. So now you know my signs. I mean, each person is very, very different. Um, a lot of people have very different ways of acknowledging that they're very burnt out and they're very overworked. Those are just my three things is I just become really, really exhausted in so many different aspects. So just physical, mental, and emotional are like my biggest things. And me acknowledging my changing of, I don't know if they're really my habits, but like changing of the way that I typically go about my day-to-day is a telltale sign to me that like I'm just really, really tired. So what do I do to deal with burnout? Um, Again, every person is very different, so you can take away points that you want to take and you can also just leave points that you think are dumb or they don't resonate with you or whatever. So the first thing that I will do is set healthy boundaries. Obviously for each person this can look so so different. For me that just means if I want to take time to be with myself and not respond to people for a few days then that's okay. I'm very much the person that like I said I will respond to people so quickly because I don't want people to think that I'm rude in any way possible. When I'm just so tired, I have to acknowledge that it is okay for me to take time for myself and it's not a mean thing and I'm not being a mean or malicious person for wanting to prioritize myself. And that is a big boundary that I set for myself when I realize that a burnout is happening is I will just not respond to people if I don't need to respond to them. Obviously, if it's a pressing issue or something that warrants a response really quick, then obviously I will reply to that. If it is something about school or HC or something, I obviously will respond. But if it's just a casual conversation, I will remove myself for, I mean, a few days or even just a few hours and just spend some time with myself, not on my phone. Girlies, when you're first starting a business, you have enough to worry about. The stress is overwhelming and there's absolutely no reason you should be adding any more. Luckily for us, Shopify is here to help. Shopify has all the tools to power and build your business to the next level. It grows with your business, no matter how far or big you grow. Thanks to an endless list of integration and third-party apps, Anything you can think of from on-demand printing to accounting to chatbots, everything you need to revolutionize your business, they have. 
Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and they are the global force behind Allbirds, Linen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. As a WTTC listener, you can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash WTTC all lowercase. Again, go to shopify.com slash WTTC now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Again, shopify.com slash WTTC. Okay, girlies, we are talking about our favorites once again. If you've ever had an embarrassing BO moment, Lumi is here to help. Lumi is powered by mandelic acid to control odor in a new way. Lumi delivers outrageous 72-hour odor control from everywhere, including your pits, your feet, and yes, even your privates. And fun fact, but it was actually a patient's concern about their private odor that originally inspired the OBGYN who invented Lumi. I currently have the toasted coconut deodorant, and let me tell you, it is my absolute favorite, and it smells so good. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers, and it comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code WTTC for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's WTTC at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. I think a lot of the time I feel like people constantly need something from me and I love being the one to help others, but if I've completely exhausted my own energy, how am I supposed to give any energy into other people? And then that's also not really fair to them if I'm just half-assing a conversation just to get by when I'm not actively present in it because I'm so in my own world or I'm just so, I don't want to say not care, but kind of like I just don't really care because I'm just so exhausted. Another thing that I try and do to set a healthy boundary for myself when I'm just feeling a little overwhelmed and overworked is I'll make a conscious effort to not go on my phone right when I wake up. I will try and wait to go on my phone until after I'm done my workout in the morning and take that time for myself. Most of the time during workouts, my phone will go off and I will still respond right away and it will kind of mess up my workout. And then if my workout, if I don't feel like I had a good workout, it can mess up my entire day and it can really throw me off. I try and allot myself that hour or that two hours or whatever it is to myself. And then the rest of the day, I'm better equipped to do whatever it is I need to do for other people. I once got an email about HC in the middle of my workout at like 6.30 in the morning. And I saw the email because it lit up on my phone. And so obviously I went and checked it and it ended up being this huge, huge email. And I had to message my graphic designer and I had to message my parents and I had to message a whole bunch of people to try and resolve this issue. And it ended up 
taking my entire workout and I missed the entire workout and it just kind of threw me for a loop because I was so, so stressed and I didn't really have that time to be with myself in the morning and to just do my workout and to have a clear headspace and to think critically through the problem. Like I wasn't as equipped to solve it as I probably would have been if I just took that time to get myself into a really, really good headspace and then come back to this email maybe like 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour later and just have a much better way of dealing with it. So I just try and really set those boundaries and I understand that I, I mean, I understand if people get really, really stressed out about that and they don't really want to seem rude. Like I don't want to seem rude to people if I don't respond, but at the same time, everyone has stuff that they have to do. And if my friend doesn't respond to me for two hours, I know that they're just busy and they'll respond to me when they can. So I don't understand why I can't do the same thing, but I am actively trying to work on that because I think when I'm in a much better headspace, I'm a very different person to people, obviously. And I would rather be in a better headspace and take time for myself and respond to them in a more positive way than I would if I just kind of pushed through and responded to them and it was just like a little bit negative on my part, you know? So the second thing that I try and do to help deal with this is I will prioritize sleep. Like I said, if I have physical exhaustion, it's mostly because I'm not sleeping enough. My brain is constantly thinking, so I'll wake up like six to seven times in the middle of the night and that's obviously not a very good thing. I will also sometimes be so exhausted, ready to go to bed And then I'll open up TikTok or something and I will watch people make Dairy Queen blizzards for hours. I literally follow like seven Dairy Queen accounts because it is just so fun to watch them make them. I don't know why. But then I won't go to bed until super, super late and I wake up at 5.30 every day. I mean, not every day, most days to do my workouts and be productive because I'm the person that I, when I was in school, I would wake up at like four in the morning and study until like 11 in the morning because by 3 p.m. I'm done. Like by 3 p.m. my day is over and I'm ready to go to bed and I am ready to eat my dinner and just crawl into bed and watch TV or do something. Like I'm a very, very big morning person. So I know that if I go to bed late, I still need to wake up early the next day. And if I sleep in a little bit, I kind of feel like I just missed out on a lot of time that I could have been super productive. So for me, when I prioritize sleep, I need to go to bed much earlier. It's not so much like I'm just going to sleep in the next day or whatever it is. It's like I need to make a conscious effort the night before to go to bed at a reasonable time so that I get enough sleep. In order to do that, one of the best things on my phone is the downtime feature. Um, I think that's what it's called, or the bedtime feature, something like that. But basically, it'll just turn off all my notifications and it will wind. It's like a wind down. I have my bedtime set for a certain time and it'll like wind down. I don't really know what it does, to be honest. But it just basically, when I go to bed, my notifications don't go off. 
And that is the best thing ever for me because I had to start flipping my phone over on my nightstand because the light from my notifications would wake me up. And then I would check my phone and then I would respond to people and all this stuff and it would really interrupt my sleep. So having that on is the best thing ever. When I am just physically exhausted, I will just try and prioritize sleep. I literally took a nap the other day and I don't really nap at all because I was just so, so tired. And that then I felt a lot better, honestly. But that's kind of one of the big things that I need to do when I'm just feeling super burnt out. The third thing that I like to do is eat in a way that makes my body feel good. Again, every person is very different, so whatever that means to you. A lot of people probably would not eat the food that I eat because (laughs) I have so many allergies and people think my food is disgusting, but most of the time when I'm exhausted, I crave junk food and I crave food that I'm sensitive to, and like I would love nothing more than to devour an entire pack of Timbits or Oreos or chips or something, but I just know that that will make my body feel so much worse. Like, my body already does not feel good because I'm so run down that the least I feel like I need to do for it is give it some nutrients, so I will try and have, like, oatmeal or salmon or some berries or something that will make me feel a little bit better just because I know how much of an impact junk food has on my body. Like, my body does not handle it very well, and I will bloat or I will get very lethargic, or I get a lot of stomach pain, too, so I just know that that won't make me feel better in the long run. I'm very good at deciphering if I want junk food because I truly, truly want it, or if it's because I'm exhausted and I'm stressed. So if there's a time and I really do want junk food, I want a burger, I want fries, I want Oreos, I want Timbits, then I of course will let myself eat those. But I also know that if it's a time that I am just using it as my coping mechanism because I eat my feelings and I eat my emotions and I stress eat, then I need to try super, super hard to fight that a little bit and give myself nutrients. It obviously does not always work, but I do try. I do try my best. The fourth thing that I love to do when I am feeling a little burnt out is journaling. I know for this one, some people love it, some people don't. It really depends on the person. I used to hate it and now I'm a really, really big advocate for it. But when I get mental exhaustion, it's because I constantly overthink. You can You can ask any boy I've ever dated. They will tell you I'm an overthinker. Um, My brain will never shut off. So I literally woke up last night in a panic because I had a dream about HC's samples that were getting sent right now. And so I literally had to email the manufacturer and make sure that everything was okay. Like my brain will not stop. So one of my biggest tips is that I have started to journal. If I'm super burnt out, I don't necessarily use any prompts or anything. I will just brain dump and I will literally just take whatever thoughts are in my head and I will just put them onto paper because I just feel like that kind of clears up a little bit of my mental space and it just allows me to think a little bit more clearly. It might not work for everyone, but it really honestly works for me. I will literally write down the most random stuff that is in my head just because I can kind of dissociate a little bit if it's on a piece of paper and it's not necessarily in my thoughts. 
just being able to like put it on a piece of paper, I just find like it kind of gets it out of my own head. And then also if I see it on a piece of paper, I'm able to think about it a little bit more critically than if it was just in my head, in my body. I don't know if that makes sense to anyone, but it makes a lot of sense to me. <laughs> also, when I'm mentally exhausted, I'm typically in a negative headspace. So I will literally write out a gratitude list and it will literally be absolutely anything. I'll write like, I'm thankful for my morning coffee. I'm grateful I got to move my body and I got to work out. I'm grateful for my blanket that's keeping me cozy. I'm grateful for the sun that's shining today. It can literally be anything, but I will just make a huge ass list of everything that I am thankful for. Because when you're in that negative headspace, sometimes you just need to be reminded that like life is okay. Like it is okay. I am my own worst enemy and I just need to remind myself that there's so much that I should be positive and thankful about. It helps me to just sit and realize that nothing is really as serious as I make it seem in my head. And being grateful for the things around me, it really grounds me and it makes me present. My therapist actually taught me this technique to ground myself and it's you sit and you will list five things around you that you see right now. And then you will list four things that you can touch and then three things that you hear, two things that you smell, and one thing that you taste. And so if I'm feeling really anxious, I will literally sit in my car and I will go the window, the steering wheel, my cup, the person outside, the traffic light. And then I'll be like, okay, four things I can touch, the steering wheel, the leather seats, the like, and I will just do that to try and ground myself. And I honestly think it helps a lot. Okay. So the next thing that I try and do when I am burnt out is I am trying to be, I try my best to be very, very cautious about the way I speak to myself. When I'm burnt out and I don't want to do anything, obviously my mental health takes a huge toll and I can spiral in my thoughts very, very easily. So normally I'll make comments either about like my body or that I'm lazy or that I need to be doing more or that I don't even work hard enough to be burnt out. So I don't understand why it would be just those kind of thoughts. They come into my head very, very easily when I'm so tired. So I just actively try and rework those thoughts and remind myself that it's okay to be tired and it's my body's way of signaling that I need to take time for myself. A lot of the time people say that when you have a negative thought, you need to counteract it with a positive thought. So let's say for example, so say I say, um, you're so lazy. They tell you that you should rework that to be a more positive sentence. So like, I will rework it to be like, no, you should take time to rest. You deserve to rest. And when I'm mentally strong, I'm able to do that. But when I'm so exhausted in every way, it's very, very hard for me to actively rework my thoughts into something more positive. So what I will do is I will just try my best to shut the thought off. Like I will do the whole, you're so lazy. And then I'll immediately recognize what I just said and I will just make my brain draw a blank and I will try to just not think about anything else and I will go do something else because a lot of the time what will happen is I will be like, you're so lazy and then I will spiral into more thoughts and I'll be like, 
you don't do well enough in school. Maybe you should work harder. You can't be burnt out. You didn't even do this. You didn't get these grades. You didn't, and it will be a whole thing. And so for me, just being able to shut that thought off and move on and go do something else is so important. And it helps me a lot, honestly. And I never really realized how much that the way you speak to yourself is so important and taking time to prioritize yourself is so essential. Actually, this morning, my trainer um, for my workout today said, how are you supposed to work with the best if you aren't your best? And I think that that is extremely true. How am I expected to grow my company or go to school or surround myself with people who are driven and ambitious if I'm not my best self, you attract what you put out. So I'd rather take time to get myself in check and come back stronger than try and push through whatever I'm going through and in the end end up deteriorating myself even more. I also saw um, a thing on Instagram today actually, like a post, and it said, that if you're feeling burnt out and your normal coping mechanisms aren't working, like physical activity or journaling or meditating or something, then they say that you should take some time for like playtime, whatever that means for you. So that could be like riding a bike or doing a puzzle or going rollerblading or something, watching a movie even, but like something that you typically wouldn't do, but something that you think is really fun. Like you basically need to embrace your inner child and do something that's just fun for you and have some, like just have some fun. And that's really important. I mean, when you're burnt out, it's typically you're overworked. And so taking a little bit of time to do something really fun for yourself, whatever that means, again, each person is so different. Some people, that means like if you're really burnt out, you want to go and you want to party and you want to have fun. For me, that means I want to sit at home with um, some popcorn and a blanket and watch a movie. So again, each person's so different, but just do something that's fun for you. I think it's important to note that sometimes I also have to rely on discipline. So when I'm tired, I have no motivation to work out. I don't really have motivation to work on HC. I don't have motivation to do school. I don't have motivation. But I know that these are things that I have to do. And so I basically end up relying on discipline and I rely on my habits that I've already built up to get me through the times where I just am not feeling strong enough to like want to do it if that makes sense obviously it's it's taken a long time to build up those habits getting up to work out every day is now a habit that I do I don't wake up every morning and I think oh my god I'm so excited to do this workout I'm grateful that I get to work out I'm very grateful that my body lets me do it but that doesn't mean that I always have motivation for it so I had to build up this discipline and these habits to just help push myself through it when I just am not feeling like I want to. Again, I'm not saying push yourself so hard and not listen to your body. If my body's telling me like you are so exhausted, I will not work out. Basically, in those in the moments that I do not have any motivation, I think about my future self. So I think about 
in a week or in two weeks, how am I going to feel about the decisions that I am making currently? So if I have no motivation to study and I don't study and I take the test and I don't do well, that's my own fault. But if I am disciplined and I know I don't want to study, who wants to sit down and study? Like, no one wants to. I have no motivation to do that. But I am so disciplined in it that I know that in a week when I take the exam and I do so well, my actions that I took are what got me to that point. So even like working out, I know that I don't always want to wake up early and I don't always want to work out, but I've become so disciplined in it and very, it's become a habit and it's become a lifestyle that I know in a week's time, I'm never going to be like pissed at myself that I did a workout last week. Like, and honestly, most of the time it is discipline. Like no one is motivated all the time. And if they tell you that they are, then that's literally the biggest thing a bull I've ever heard. And that's not true. (laughs) That is not true. But like I said, I just have to rely on the habits that I've built to get me through it until I can take time to take a step back and re-motivate myself. I think that's also very important is I try and do stuff to re-motivate myself. So whether that's changing my workouts or changing my studying, studying technique or changing the meals that I eat and I'm creating new recipes or something. Like I try and re-motivate myself because otherwise you get stuck in a plateau and you get stuck in a rut and you need something, you need something to spark your creativity and spark your interest again. With all of that being said, I thought I would give y'all a few of my non-negotiables for the day that honestly help me be the best that I can be. These non-negotiables aren't really like I need to eat like 70 vegetables today or I need to drink a ton of water. I mean, I think I I I do. I drink a lot of water. I drink like no exaggeration. I'm going to say I drink like around like 7 hydros a day. And I think that's a lot because how much are in these? It's a 40 ounce. 40 ounce hydro which is 1.18 liters, 1.18 liters times like seven. Holy crap. How much water is someone supposed to drink? Okay. But anyways, I drink a lot of water anyways. So that's not really one of my non-negotiables, but okay. I'm just going to tell them to you. The first one is to do my workout every morning uninterrupted. I'm working on this one because I literally texted my friends back today during my workout or to just move my body in some way. That's my biggest non-negotiable. I just want to move my body in some way. It doesn't have to be a huge ass workout every morning, but even just a little walk or something to just get my body going for the day is really, really important to me. Another one is speaking to a loved one every day. So again, take it for what you will. Some people that might be, you have to FaceTime a loved one or something. For me, it's literally just sitting down and talking to someone in literally some way. So mostly every day, my mom and I will have a morning coffee meeting together where we will take coffee into one of our rooms and we will sit and we will talk. And that is one of my non-negotiables. Like that is one of the best things for my day. I mean, I love doing it. When I move away to school in August, like that's going to be heartbreaking that I can't do that. But even when I lived in Arizona, I would call my mom every single day. So 
talking to someone that I love and care about is one of my non-negotiables for the day. I will never go a day without calling my mom, to be honest. Like, even if we're in the same house, I will call her and I will ask her for advice on something. Like, anyone that knows me knows that I literally tell my mom absolutely everything and I need her advice on every single decision I make. So... Okay, another non-negotiable is journaling. Again, like I said, I used to think that this was like such crap. Like I, when I was like in high school, um, someone told me maybe I should journal and I was like, that is literally the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. And now I absolutely love it. I make time to journal every day. And if I don't have time, then I will basically talk it out loud. If I don't have time to actively sit and write it all out, then I will, when I'm getting ready, I will be like, today I woke up and I did my workout and these are the positive things that I'm looking forward to for the day and this is what I'm going to do to fight these negative thoughts in my head and this is what, like, I will just talk it out to myself as if I was journaling or something or just get the thoughts out of my head and I think it's helped a lot. I think it's calmed me down a lot. You can ask my family, but I think I'm a way more calm than I used to be. Another thing is my affirmations. I will say affirmations every day. My therapist actually told me that, so this is what I started doing because she told me to do this, but I will take a sticky note every morning and I will write down an affirmation and I will put it on my mirror and then I will do that for a week so I'll get seven up on my mirror and then I'll just kind of stick them on top of each other and put them to the side and I will restart for the next week. That's just like a really, really good thing for me. Um, I used to have, I mean, I still have them there on my mirror, but it was like a list of affirmations that were literally the same every day and I would just read them off and at a certain point you're like, okay, like I have these memorized. You kind of just, you don't really give two shits about it anymore because they're the same every single day. So writing out a new one every morning has been really good, honestly, especially because I can write it very specific to what is going on at that time in my life. And then my last non-negotiable is a morning coffee. <laughs> um, I know that sounds so weird and so dumb and people are probably like, that's so what? But it's just like a little thing that brings me joy every day, whether that's having the coffee meetings with my mom or going on a morning coffee walk or something. I just love to have a warm cup of coffee in the morning and take some time and just relax. It's just a really, really happy thing for me and it just puts me in a good mood and it's just something that I'm not going to stray from at any point. Basically, those are what I do to help myself get out of burnout. Obviously, way easier said than done. Um, I'm over here preaching it to you right now, but at the same time, just know that a few days ago, a few weeks, like I have just been so, so burnt out and that's okay. And I took time for myself. I didn't upload anything on this podcast. I know a lot of you are probably like, I forgot you had a podcast. So did I. I just needed that time to kind of re-motivate myself to think about what next steps I wanted to take in life, how I wanted to go about things. And now I feel like I'm way more refreshed and I have a better head on my shoulders, and I can do better work now that I'm in a better place than I could have ever done if I was just forcing myself to do it. But yeah, so basically, 
take time for yourself. It's a very normal thing. You're not the only one that goes through burnout. There's so many resources that you can look up. Even like I told you, I was like on Instagram today and I saw the one about your inner child and doing something for them and doing something that's fun and sparks like excitement in you. And I never, I didn't even think about that. To be honest, I didn't even think about that as one of the ways that I could beat burnout. So there are a lot, a lot of different ideas out there on how to do it. You basically just have to find what works best for you. If you literally just want to close your blinds and sleep for two days and then you come back and you feel way better and you're ready to kick ass and like be a boss ass bitch, then go ahead and do that. No one, no one can judge you for how you need to cope with this. But yeah, so that's it for today's episode. Hopefully you can take something away from it. Hopefully some of these tips help you in some way. That's just basically what I do and that's what I've been doing for the past few weeks to basically try and just regroup and get my shit together, to be honest. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you tune into the next episode whenever that's going to be. It's kind of a surprise. You never know when they're coming. This is literally like when you have to do a school project and you have to listen to yourself and you're like, this is the worst thing I've ever heard, but now you're going to like purposely share it with everyone. It's not like the teacher's forcing you to like play it in front of the class. I'm volunteering to play it in front of the class. (laughs) I don't know. Hey there, my name is Renee Rena, and I am the mom friend you have always wanted. I am also the host of the Mom Room Podcast. We publish two episodes per week, a co-hosted episode on Tuesdays and a solo episode on Thursdays. Popular topics include pooping and having sex after giving birth. I have a solo episode where I talk about not sharing a bed with my husband and why that's okay. I hope you'll tune in to these conversations every week. Join us on Instagram at the Mom Room Podcast and start to feel a little less alone in this crazy thing called motherhood.